0: And invite your sisters because we're about to have a powerful conversation. Tune in. Episode three. Wow. You are listening to Tama Aziz Serwa. Welcome to the third episode of the Heal Everything podcast where we are having conversations that will transform your life. If you're not familiar with my work, feel free to Google Tema Aziz Serwa or the Womb Sana and you will learn how I have women all over the world learning how to be masterful with their womanhood, how to heal everything, mind, body, and spirit. And for all of my listeners, I am in awe of the reach of this podcast. Episode one, we literally had a worldwide audience. By episode two, we had listeners in three different countries. And here we are only on our third episode and already people all over the world have been messaging me, sending me text messages, emails, um, sending Karen emails saying, wow, Tama, everything from the sound of your voice To the conversation that you're having in series one around the power of pleasure is transforming my life. I don't take your presence here lightly. It is an honor that you resonate with what I'm experiencing in my life and choosing to share publicly. I do it for me. Because of the covenant that I have with myself to be transparent as part of my self-care and as part of my self-acceptance. But I also do it for you because you never know who will hear something that can change the trajectory of their life. And so thank you for the overwhelming positive feedback. Thank you for everybody that is a part of my life and my journey that has Sold something into me that has me on this microphone speaking to you right now about the power of pleasure. Take a deep breath in through the nose, mm-hmm, out through the mouth, and I encourage you to make a sound with your breath. I love the sound of air, I love the sound of hearing the elements in my body, right? So when you deep breathe, you can literally start connecting to the air element in your body. If you are settled and you're not driving and you're still, you know, go ahead and pop your legs open. Place your hand over your yoni space, over your vagina, (laughs) for those who don't know. And breathe. Feel the energy, feel her, honor her, acknowledge her. In through the nose, out through the mouth. <sighs> mm-hmm. In case you didn't know, every part of your body correlates with a sound and a vibration. That's why, why the healing modality of sound therapy is so impactful so now I'm going to ask you on this next deep breath to connect your heart into this conversation and on the exhale we're going to make the sound ha ha is the sound of the heart so go ahead take another deep breath in on the exhale "ha." one more time in through the nose out through the mouth good. All of you is now here. Not just your ears, not just your mind. I also wanted to make sure that your body is present for this conversation. So I'm going to say something and I want you to pay attention to where you feel it in your body. Love is easy. Fear is hard. Love is easy. Fear is It's hard. Do you feel something in your neck, your back, your stomach, your feet, your hands, your head, your shoulders? Love is easy. Fear is hard. When I talk about loving without limitations, that journey begins with your capacity and consistency with self-love self-care, and self-acceptance. Because here's what's true. You cannot give what you don't have. So taking the limits off of your love is a journey that begins with you. And how does this relate to the conversation around polyamory monogamy and all of the variety of love styles and as I said in episode two honestly I um, am not invested in the titles although I know culturally it gives us a context to the conversation what I really want to talk to you about is love and I want to help you identify the ways in which you give and receive it, and the ways in which you prevent it from flowing. And then I want you to uncover why. So for me, my experience has been from my youth that I've always had a lot of love coming towards me. I've always been the person in my social circle people came to I've always been a person that gave a lot out to other people. I started my first organization at six, as I shared in episode one, right? And when it came to the template I was given for my love life, my romantic relationships, I was taught that there was one human being that God had chose for me that I needed to run into and that me and that person would then recognize each other, get married, have children and live and grow old together. And that is what I put my energy into manifesting. So you can imagine the trauma I felt when the marriage that I manifested that I thought was a ministry was unfulfilling. <laughs> I'm going to help somebody with episode three. Okay. Okay you can only imagine the shock and the feeling of incompetency. The first time in my life that I really felt like I was not enough was when I separated from my first husband, my now ex-husband. That experience of giving all that I had to a person And it not being enough and receiving all that he had and it not being enough left me feeling inadequate. And it took me over 12 years to recognize that it wasn't him and it wasn't me. It was the template that we both were handed. Around how you are supposed to experience Fulfillment This is not Just about whether or not You're loving one individual Two individuals You know I'm in an experience right now where I have nine phenomenal lovers in my life I call them my husbands But my definition of husband May be different from yours Depending on the template you've been giving And we can get into that more But I I don't care about your account. What I want you to explore is why do you seek what you seek? And are you what you're looking for? And you can't offer somebody a freedom you don't have. At this stage in my life, and I mean this sincerely, I feel like it would be unfair to expect one human being to satisfy all of my needs. Those who are close to me, my friends, they hear me say, I'm Jupiter in these streets. And if you know anything about our solar system and how we got the planets in the orbit that they have today, it is because of the biggest planet in our solar system, Jupiter, the vibration of jupiter was so potent and the size of jupiter is so big that it put every other planet in its position okay that is tema azi serwa i walk in rooms and i place people in the position to tap into their power and self-recognition i'm a lot of women And finally, I have stopped apologizing for that and creating unnecessary suffering for myself because I'm looking for the quote unquote one. I'm not looking for anything, but I am available. What's the difference? Well, love is most effective when it's uncontrolled. Some of you may need to write that down. Love is most effective when it's uncontrolled. So let's give some practical application. You meet somebody and I'm going I'm to put it in real context for me. I meet somebody. The first thing I recognize is attraction 6'5", chocolate, hard body. I'm looking at the size and width of his nose because that usually tells me if he's hung or not. That's just my theory and I'm sticking with it. It hasn't been wrong so far. I used to rely on the feet. It's not as reliable as I thought it was. But anyway, I digress. Right. I'm looking at his nose. It's thick. Mm, Yum. And his energy. I can tell he has a good heart because I'm intuitive and I don't negate cultivating my gift of discernment. So we're vibrating similarly and I like it. So we begin to get to know each other. Old versions of me would quickly wonder and even ask, what are we doing? Instead of being present to what's being done. And the experience. I want to know where this is going. So let me insert this here. You have no power in your past. It's irrelevant. It's gone. Nor do you have any true power in the future. You're not there yet. So one of the dilemmas with trying to figure out how to take the limits off of your love is you don't know how to be present. So if you're not even really present in your own life, throw in somebody else, throw in emotional intensity, throw in attraction, throw in all these other layers, and you can quickly get lost in the illusion. And there's a difference between moving powerfully and moving forcefully. So here you are trying to make it become something And don't be metaphysical Because then you'll throw on top of that Oh, this is what's supposed to be Because I'm a manifester But you're not even clearing your vision You don't even understand why you want what you want You just want it Hoping that once you get it It'll be enough Then you get it and because deep, intimate, loving relationships are the best classrooms for finding out where you're still wounded, you then feel like the victim of the very relationship you longed for and you don't realize that your lover is your master teacher And their presence reveals to you where you are still wounded. And your responsibility is to see the wound and begin to heal. So you lock down. And there's a difference between being bound to someone and being one with someone. You have somebody, and they agree to make a commitment to be with you and nobody else until death do you part. And I'm an ordained interfaith minister as I've shared in previous episodes. So I officiate ceremonies um, and, and weddings and things and I counsel couples. And it fascinates me that that's even the request. And I, wa- I want you to really sit with what I'm saying. It fascinates me that you are asking somebody to never experience attraction to anybody else, to never, like, I want you to lock in on me and I want you to be mine for the rest of our lives. Forgetting that our nature as human beings is to change. It's the one thing that's inevitable. It is our nature to evolve, to become different, to have different needs, wants, desires, I'm asking you to take a vow that no matter what you become later, no matter what changes you go through, I still want you to choose me as the source of your heart's fulfillment. Why? Why am I asking for that? Most people don't even know where their practice of marriage and their context of marriage even comes from. Most people just know that they want it, but have no idea about the historical context. They only know how marriage is done in their corner of the world. They don't know about the indigenous people and in other parts of the world that practice polyandry and You know, wives who have multiple husbands, husbands who have multiple wives, etc. They only know that Papa, Big Pop and Big Mama got together and Papa was a rolling stone. That's all they know. Wherever he laid his hat was his home. And when he died, yeah. Who is signing up for that? take the limits off of love. I'm in a period of my life where I don't ask people for much because I've become really good at giving myself what I need. My preference is to invite people into my world and to be invited into theirs. So in previous periods of my life, it was important to me to ask, what are we doing? And Where's this going? And because of my insecurities, I wanted to make sure, quote, unquote, I was dealing with somebody who understood my worth and value. But Tama today knows that um, my worth and value can never be determined by somebody outside of me, that how other people decide to treat me has no Uh, weight on what my value and worth is I'm not interested in that kind of criteria anymore so on a Monday Tama runs into person A and says I like your your vibration I invite you to take this journey of learning more about each other on a Wednesday Tama meets person B "Mm, you are an incredible soul Would you like to take this journey of getting to know each other more? And on a Friday, she meets person C and D and E. And oh, my God, the way you dance and the way you look at me across the room and the way you pour my drinks in my mouth while I'm in the VIP. Yes. I am practicing how much joy I can hold in my body. And I'm practicing what it's like to be fully present and available to loving more than one person at the same time. And it feels like one of the holiest things I have ever done, because literally I have discovered I can love as many people as I want. And I can practice what it looks like to create a lifestyle outside of the template I've been given. I'm not living somebody else's rules and me and my lovers decide where we want to show up in each other's lives and how we want to show up there. And it begins to feel nourishing because our communication skills are well enough and our commitment to being transparent and honest is solid enough that we can just be, we can just be the love that we know we are unto each other. With some of my lovers, that's once, twice a year. For some of my lovers, that's once a quarter. Some of my lovers, our intimacy is work-based. I have my work husband. Um, Our form of lovemaking is me helping him re-envision things in his business on his flip chart. It turns him on. It turns me on, right? That's lovemaking. One of my lovers, I call him the sex god. Like I've shared in a previous episode, God made that body for me. You can't tell me nothing different. And when our bodies touch... Heaven has hit earth. One of my lovers feels like home. I could lay under that man every day. Cook, clean, wash his dirty drawers. That is the depth of our intimacy. I want to have his babies. He's like a father to my child. She loves him as such. He is an empire builder. One of my lovers sees where I'm still healing in my body. And his words and his energy is so thorough. It feels like an excavation. And he takes out of me what I no longer need and puts in me. What is nourishing for my soul? Like I have, I have everybody there for a reason. I just recently, um, enacted, activated my, my ninth lover, um, him and I have an amazing story and he, (laughs) he, he. Looks at me and pays attention to the details. That's what I enjoy about him. That's what fascinates me about our connection. That um, Even if we're just on a video chat, he'll say, I love what you did with your nails, dear. I'm looking at your eyes. I can tell that you need more rest. You've been working hard, babe. Like he's just so detailed. So what that has helped me do and and one of my sister's. And I was in a conversation and she said to me, Tama, um, you live a poly lifestyle. I always described it as I have no shortage of love or pleasure in my life. That's just how I described it. Um, I made a commitment to prioritize my sexual and sensual health and to live in the pleasure zone. And it expanded my capacity to love more than one person without fear, guilt, or shame, and can we be honest, I do it out loud because I know a lot of people who live this lifestyle in secret, lying to people they say they love, deceiving people they say they love, withholding their love capacity for a template, for a value system they don't even believe anymore for the appearance of a certain style of relationship. And I don't judge it. I just couldn't do it. (laughs) I don't like the energy that's required to manage being secretive in that way. I am a mysterious woman And I do have my criteria For how people access The different parts of me But I'm honest I don't lie I don't lie And I I especially Don't lie To people Who are trusting me with their heart So The men that I deal with know who I am. It is up to them to choose to engage. And there's no pressure. I have literally loved people for three minutes and 10 plus years. I know how to take care of myself. I'm not using my love life and relationships with people as the domain for getting everything that I need. When I enter into a relationship, I enter them whole. If I'm in a season of clearing, purging and calling in healing and more wholeness, I may or may not start new relationships. It depends on that person. Some of these men are my healers and teachers and priests And the love that we both are able to vibrate on becomes medicine. But again, as I said earlier, love is most effective when it is uncontrolled. And love really is easy. It's the fear that is hard. It's the fear that makes you want to possess people and be possessed. You can't own me. I'm not... Your woman in the context of because I've decided to love you, Tama, that means you should only love me and nobody else. I just know that that's not going to happen. Even when I took that vow, I still loved other people. This is easy for us to wrap our minds around. In the context of, oh, yeah, I love my my mama and my daddy. Oh, it's fine when it's in the heart space, right? Oh, yeah, I, I understand what it means to love all these different people. But when you hear a woman say, oh, I love people, too, with my body, multiple people, then all of a sudden it's whoredom or it's um, she has too big of an appetite for sex. Or, no, no. I might just be something like God And be able to practice that godhood through taking limits off of my love. How I give and receive it. That just might be who I am. And I just might be recognizing it. And no longer suppressing it. And no longer feeling guilt or shame about it. I am not the first Voice in this conversation. There are so many people that I'm even learning from right now who have, for years, been having this conversation around the poly life, especially the poly life amongst people of color and et cetera. Um, and it fascinates me that they were bold enough to to put these teachings out twenty, thirty, forty years ago because. I get side eyes now in 2021. I can only imagine what they were receiving when they started their journey. It doesn't matter what anybody else's journey is and what anybody else chooses to do. What matters is what you're doing in your life and why. Whether you leave this podcast saying I'm good with just my one husband. You know, I've had women who they're so loyal to the doctrine And and their religious programming that even they'll they'll let me say it this way. They'll be loyal to the vow they took in that marriage. Even if they're not having orgasms, even if they're not fulfilled. They are so proud of their ability to hang in there. As if that kind of suffering is God's plan. We have to be willing to be more honest in our relationships. Relationships aren't something that's established one time and boom, that's what you got. Relationships move like water or should when both people in the relationship continue to grow and evolve and become more and so there will always be a need to check back in reevaluate is this still satisfying what is incongruent how do we reharmonize how do we right and for those of you who are not in a relationship, maybe you consider yourself single on a dating scene, right? Okay, what do you want? I, for years, the past couple of years, and I talked to my therapist about this, was praying, God, help me heal my contempt towards black men. A lot of my trauma in my life um, intersected with Black men that I had trusted with my heart. And I was getting to a point in my life where I was just getting disgusted. I was getting disgusted by the reasons Black men couldn't provide for their children. I was getting disgusted by all these different things I was seeing. And me being a woman who works with women, I'm in it healing circles like every day so I'm seeing women make the decision every day to break through to heal to face their traumas Da and then when you know I'm looking at the brothers and this was years ago when I was looking at the brothers it was like what are y'all doing like find the courage find the strength to break through so I was getting really angry and frustrated because I really 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 love black men, the strength, um, the anatomy, the wisdom, the DNA, what you've inherited from you. Like I love my brothers. So I started holding an intention to heal that feeling of contempt towards black men and the moment came as soon as I took the limits off of my love, I gained a deeper compassion, not tolerance, compassion. You know why? All my eggs weren't in that one basket. My, my vision of legacy and what happens next in my life wasn't, wasn't dependent on just you anymore. So now your lack of development or your hardships or your challenges don't interfere with my capacity to birth what I envision for my life. Because guess what Tama has done? I keep my eggs in my basket and I walk around like Oshun, like honey drizzling in the streets with my bells around my ankles, inviting people to feast with me. Would you like to taste some of this honey? Oh, you would like to contribute to fees? great. So what happens is when I'm standing in front of a man who says, this is what I can offer you. I don't have all of this extra stuff that comes up for me mentally and emotionally about what he can't because he's not the only man that's making offerings to add value and joy to my world. So what I can't get on Monday with you, it's OK, dear. No, it genuinely is OK. Because on Wednesday, there's another incredible man in our world who can provide that. So I no longer live in deficits. I live in overflow. Oh, I could have this conversation with all of you forever. I feel like this podcast episode could easily turn into a three, four, five hour conversation. Um, But I'm going to honor What I've given you so far And I'm going to invite you To get some more By coming into episode 4 Where we're going to continue Having the conversation around the power of pleasure Um, And that's going to wrap up Our our first series of the podcast Woohoo For July As we shift into August It's going to be uh, series 2 And a new topic of focus for our conversations But Listen I know that you've been seeing um, in the marketing of the podcast, the invitation to come into a process with me and our Power of Pleasure Masterclass. It starts 10-11-2021 and if you feel like these conversations and these first three episodes have cracked you open, I can get you even wider in my power of pleasure masterclass. I don't take this teaching lightly. We're talking about your sensual and sexual health. Sex is an energy that brings spirits to earth, wraps it in flesh. Like uh, this isn't what people consider perversion. This is woman. Please trace your sexual development. Please stop interacting with your body and just your trauma brain. And let me teach you how much joy you can hold in your body. That's my definition of an orgasm. The ability to hold joy in your body. So I really, 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 really want you to be in this class and I'm going to make it easier for you to do so when you hop on our podcast after hours. I'm going to give you an opportunity to financially enter this process with ease so that you can get what you need and change your life. Thank you so much for tuning in for episode three. Make sure you share this episode with another sister who needs to hear what her options are when it comes to her love style and taking the limits off of her love. Um, And make sure that you favorite this podcast on all of the podcasting platforms that you're listening to, you can hit the star, you can hit the um subscribe so that every time an episode airs, you are notified and make sure you join our Facebook group, Let the Womb Be Heard. That's where I share the podcast after hours and you can get some additional engagement with me around this conversation. Um, that we had tonight I just adore you and I hope you heard something that's got your wheels turning and you're like okay you know what why do I do this the way that I do it how long am I going to do something in a way that is not satisfying to me you can meet me on the other side it's good and it's yummy over here and I hope that you do peace